to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp and i'm czar zach is taking a weird role in today's episode he uh, he didn't actually watch the game awards he just got the snippets of most of the stuff that he wanted which is totally fine so he'll insert something if he's got a little something to say but for mostly czar and i watched this event together um we had a great time and we wanted to go over a few aspects of the game awards itself because let's on let's be honest this is the Super Bowl for gaming awards. You don't stop talking about the Super Bowl when the fucking event's over. You stop talking about it when people want to stop hearing about it. Am I right? Yeah, which I don't know if anybody ever wanted to hear from us, but whatever. <laughs> somebody out there did. The somebody I did get a lot of comments, actually, uh, from some of the fans of the podcast that were saying, hey, I'm really glad that you guys did the Game Awards stuff. Like, I was hoping that you would and you did. And it was a great episode. Uh, and it was a lot of fun making those predictions, and I was just really hyped to see what we got right, what we got wrong. Speaking of predictions, I think this is a good time to mention we're approaching 2,500 plays on the podcast. And something I'm really proud of, Zar, I don't know if you've been checking it out. A lot of those plays are coming from out of the United States. Yeah, they're really consistent. Um We've specifically got one French listener. That is completely awesome. Shout out to whoever is listening to listening to us internationally, because that is awesome. It really is. We I mean, we appreciate all of our listeners, but I didn't think we were going to go international so soon. So that's amazing. And so consistent too. like every episode they're downloading. Yeah. Half of the plays. All you people out there are awesome. Half of the plays from the last episode were international, actually, so far. All right. So what are we doing today to to talk about the Game Awards are? I got a little itinerary there. What are we doing today? So first, we're going to go over what predictions were right, where we voted in the correct docket, where we were wrong. Then we'll kind of cover some big game announcements that we didn't have time for in the articles on Wednesday. Talk about some cameos because there were a lot of cool people at this event. Well, not at the event, but everybody zoomed in. We'll get into that all soon enough. Oh, yeah, there's a lot to see. There's a lot to be said. And then we'll kind of conclude the episode with talking about how the event overall went. You know, I mean, it's been really different this year. The Game Awards taking place during COVID. So, yeah, it was a little bit different. It was very different. Um, We'll get into it, like you said. But uh, for the record, I think that they did a fantastic job working with what they had. I mean, yeah, that's that's really end of the day. They did everything they could with all of the resources available to them. And we still got our game awards. We did. We got our game awards and it was a good event. There were lots of surprises and lots of cool things. So, you know what? I've got it in front of me. Zara, should we uh, start with what predictions we had that were right? Yeah, let's focus on the positive before talking about how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Now, to be fair, to be fair, 
we voted in 22 categories at the Game Awards. We skipped all of the esports and like content creator of the year. So we voted in 22 categories and we got 11 right and 11 wrong. So literally, we're only 50% stupid. Hey, are hey. we right? Are we wrong? Who knows? Flip a coin and find out. Whee! <laughs> Voting is fun. Yeah. All right. So we're just going to go category. Let's start with the boring stuff. What were we right on? Best narrative went to The Last of Us Part 2. No surprises there. I mean, like every game that were in each one of these categories, it could have been anybody. But with best narrative, I mean, I think The Last of Us Part 2 at least deserved that award. Oh, yeah. And get used to hearing us say The Last of Us Part 2 because they kind of stole the show. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're really not. Uh, Games for Impact was given to Tell Me Why. Best ongoing was No Man's Sky. I really, really appreciated that because even the guy up there who was like there for No Man's Sky, he even didn't see that coming. I saw like a spit take of him. He was like drinking a beer or something. And they're like, No Man's Sky. And he would. Like, he sets his Corona down as soon as they say No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even see that coming. I am so proud of No Man's Sky for winning that award, man. Congratulations. I was really hyped about being right about that because they honestly deserved it. They really did. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, best Haiti. Oh, shout out to Zach because Hades won this guy. Very well deserved. Yeah, it was the best indie. Best mobile game among us, um, obviously. Yeah, we didn't even have to have a discussion on that. Everybody just knew. I will say, though, that I was... The most giddy I saw upon watching anybody receive the award was the Among Us crew, because I think the girls started to cry. They looked just so unbelievably proud and excited to be there, which is refreshing because for most of these other people, you usually like, yeah, I got the award. I know I was up there. We get awards. But no, the Among Us team were genuinely so excited and happy to win that award. So congratulations to you guys. Yeah. And that's just because, you know, it was for or well, originally three college kids just screwing around. They made a game and it just took off. And all of a sudden, you know, people love it. Yeah. So it's really cool and really nice to see how humble they are and just excited that they were there and won. Absolutely. I 100% I agree. All right. Um, Best RPG went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. No surprises there either. Yeah, no, none at all. Best fighting game went to Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, best family game, Animal Crossing. Not, yeah, no, no surprise there at all. Yeah. I thought maybe Fall Guys actually had a fighting chance in this category, but come on, man. It had to be Animal Crossing. Well, it's the limelight thing. Like, had Fall Guys not been overshadowed by Among Us, maybe they would have had more pushback. Yeah, but even then, I mean, Animal Crossing made such a cultural impact because of the virus that. I, I think it was obvious to give best family to Animal Crossing. That's so true. Uh, best sim went to Microsoft's Flight Simulator. Awesome. Yes. Best sports game went to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I was genuinely, I didn't know if we were going to get this one right. I'm so happy it went to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, you know, we voted on Tony Hawk. And honestly, full disclosure, I did not think Tony Hawk was going to win. But that is so cool to see a skateboarding game that is a reboot of a skateboarding game from the 90s just trash the rest of the esports competition. 
Well, like we said, man, they really did go above and beyond in this reboot. And with these sports games, you just don't see enough that's different between the iterations that occur annually. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, it was different enough to make a big splash. And I'm really happy to see it win that award. Absolutely. And finally, the best multiplayer game of the year went to Among Us. Again, no surprises. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's where we were right. Where were we wrong? All right, so best game direction. We voted Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it went to The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I mean, we we even talked about, like, we were kind of on the fence between Last of Us and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It was actually a lot of Zach's discussion about The Last of Us Part Two and how he felt Final Fantasy VII Remake went that made us, uh, you know, inevitably go in the direction of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I thought it should have gone to The Last of Us Part Two in the first place. I'm personally not surprised that they got this award. Yeah, I don't think many people are surprised, especially with the sheer abundance of awards that The Last of Us took home. Best art direction, uh, we voted Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and uh, Ghost of Tsushima won it. Um, Our commentary on that was we'd rather see best art direction go to something that's personally stylized instead of something that went for realism like Ghost of Tsushima did. I Um, stand by that, though, because in three years, Ghost of of Tsushi is going to, you know, it's not going to look like it does now. It's going to look... Not, I mean, it's still going to be goddamn gorgeous, but it's not going to be as gorgeous. And that that's just lost to the test of time when you go for realism. That You are 100% correct. You know, it's not to say that Ghost of Tsushima didn't look outstanding and that it's not going to continue to look outstanding, but you're 100% right. Over time, it's gradually going to start looking worse and worse. Whereas like the art style of Ori and the Will of the Wisps is timeless. Yeah, You know, like it's going to hold up because of the way it's stylized. Absolutely. Although I will say I'm really happy that The Last of Us did not win this category and it did go to just a visually stunning game. Like the foliage that you've talked about before. Oh, yeah. Running through the leaves and the trees. It's it's so pretty. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I mean, I even remember us making a case that like Zach was actually, again, the person that made the assertion like Ghost of Tsushima, though. And I'm like, he's not wrong. I just I really felt like it should have gone to Ori. But like this is one of the times where we were wrong and I wasn't necessarily like upset or mad about it. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Best score in music. We also wanted this one to go to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Instead, went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Again, not that upset. Any one of the games up there should have earned this award. It's true. Yeah, that one was a big toss-up. Best audio design. Um, We wanted to see Resident Evil 3. We actually had a really great discussion about like how horror games and the audio design that went into that, which was actually made by you. Yeah. Yeah. You said, like, if you think about it, horror games like Resident Evil 3 set the bar of what audio design should be like. And we all we agreed with you, which is why we thought it should go to Resident Evil 3. But again, this one had to go to The Last of Us Part 2, which for the record did have phenomenal, phenomenal audio design. And you even brought up the point that uh, Last of Us Part 2 could be compared to Resident Evil 3 in that kind of audio horror aspect. Right. Where 
The Last of Us, yeah, it's more action adventure, but it is a game about zombies and like sneaking around in the dark in a lot of aspects. So you do get those similarities in sound quality. I still stand by what we voted on. I still think it probably should have gone to Resident Evil. But who am I to say when The Last of Us steals the show? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's really nothing I can add on to that because you're absolutely right. And that's where this gets like so tricky talking about these things, right? It's because like the reason why each of these games are on the docket is because it really could go to any of them. They all deserve that award. But in a you know presentation where The Last of Us Part Two, like you said, stole the show, I would have liked to see some more diversity amongst categories like this. Not to say The Last of Us Part Two didn't deserve it, just that it would have been cool to see Resident Evil 3 get something. And that's exactly how we voted, too, because we even had a couple categories where we were like, well, we gave the vote to this game and this category. So maybe we should give it to a different game in this category. That's a little bit of like unbiased shuffling of votes around on our part. Uh But I mean, it, it doesn't make it any less valuable that The Last of Us does excel in all of these categories and actually did win most of these categories. 100%. Okay, uh, best performance. Now, this was a category where I was actually a little surprised. Um, we voted on Naji Jeter, uh, who was Miles was Miles Morales in the new Spider-Man game. Um, but I also wanted it to kind of go to Ashley Johnson, who played um, Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two. It didn't go to either of those people. No. It went to Laura Bailey, who played Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Now, that was surprising. Yeah, that was that kind of shocked all of us, I think, because, yeah, we had that in-depth discussion about it going to Miles Morales or Ellie. And we had Ashley in there right at the beginning. But we're like, yeah, she just didn't have enough limelight. The game's not really about her. Ellie is more emotional, which I mean, is all subjective. Like, that's just our opinion. But that's it's just crazy how. We were completely wrong in this category. Yeah, yeah, we really were. I mean, like, I don't think we were that far off base because The Last of Us Part Two. I made the comment that what sells games like that is the voice acting. And, you know, again, that's not to say that Laura Bailey didn't do a fantastic job, just that I thought there were other people who were slightly more worthy of that award. But you know what? At the same time, I think this was Laura Bailey's big splash with a main character in any video game. So... You know what? Whatever. If she got the award, I guess in the end, I'm not that upset. To be honest, I'm not terribly upset about any of these people, any of the games or people getting these awards. It's just more surprising than anything. Oh, absolutely. Because every award that was given out was well deserved. 100%. Yeah. Like everybody who won their categories deserved to win those categories. And that's not to say, though, that all of the other contenders didn't deserve it. But this is that's that's what happens when you have an award ceremony. Somebody has to win. And this is all determined by gamers themselves. So if gamers think that it really should go to Laura Bailey, then hell, it should go to Laura Bailey. Absolutely. All right. uh, Best community support. We voted for No Man's Sky and instead it went to Fall Guys. Um, Not mad. Fall Guys deserve that, too. It's true, but it's just really kind of. It's funny how backwards that is, because for best ongoing, we did give it to No Man's Sky. They won. But best community support, 
I still feel like should go to No Man's Sky just because of how the fans revived that game and like encouraged the game developers to fix the game. You, like, that's, yeah, you that's fair. Give up on a game and it, it saved it. Like you can't have much better community support than that. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. I feel I agree. And that's what we said when we voted for No Man's Sky. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Fall Guys, that's the only award that they won that's the fair. entire time. You know what? And, and I I wanted them to get something. I know that Fall Guys wasn't our pick in any of the categories we voted for, but I am glad that they got something. That's fair. They had a little bit of limelight. They deserved an award. They just got overshadowed. <laughs> And something I didn't mention uh, between the Among Us Fall Guys issue is I think that the shelf life of Fall Guys is much better than the shelf life of Among Us, if that makes sense. I think Among Us is definitely more culturally popular, but that means it's going to die down pretty quickly. Um, Maybe not, though, because there was some Among Us news at the Game Awards, but we'll get into that later. That's fair. That's 100% fair. And it was just my opinion. Okay. Uh, best VR AR. We voted Star Wars Squad- Squadrons and instead Half-Life Alex won, which is interesting because I was fighting hard for Half-Life Alex and was outvoted. You really were. Yeah, yeah, you really were. And honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised with this category because we talked about VR being, you know, true VR. Yeah. Stepping outside of yourself and like being immersed in a spaceship or a Iron Man suit, something that's really freeing. And you just don't get that quality in a VR game when you have an FPS or a first person shooter. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I mean, from from a game that we didn't even really talk about, didn't really hear much about winning best VR. That's that's pretty freaking cool. I, I like that Valve is in the market again. Well, I think that's part of the reason was the hype up of like literally after a memeable amount of time that a game has been anticipated. Like we finally got a new Half-Life title, right? All the big YouTubers played it and had a lot of fun with it and had good things to say about it. And when I suggested Half-Life Alex for this award, I thought I was going to have your unwavering support. You know, like I thought I know that Zach isn't huge into VR or AR games, um, except for Pokemon Go with his wife. But I thought for you, like Half-Life Alex was going to be an immediate sell. So I was shocked when you wanted to give it to Star Wars Squadrons. And that just goes back to, you know, the VR notion of stepping out of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I I still just don't feel like first person shooters have quite blended into the VR market yet. Like it's definitely doable. There are very good FPS games out for VR. Just to me, I don't feel like those two genres have blended. Totally fair. All right. Uh, Innovation and accessibility. Um, We wanted to give this one to Grounded. Instead, it went to The Last of Us Part 2. Personally, I think there were several other games that deserve this over The Last of Us Part 2. Just this specific award. Um, I agree, and I was a little bit mad about this at first because I, I was still in favor of Grounded. I thought as far as innovation goes and new content, like this was completely out of left field nobody has really seen a game quite like grounded Mm -hmm. but then when i looked at the last of us part two i realized the innovation that they had i mean 
it's and it, it I think it comes down a lot to the L- LGBTQ plus community and how the game is its protagonist is lesbian. She is a lesbian and there is, you know, trans representation in the game. And I think that is more of the innovation that they were looking at because that is still a very new concept. And I mean, to us and like our generation, we don't even see that. We just see a badass protagonist. But stepping outside of the picture, it is a pretty big deal having that representation so abundantly in such a triple a title that just destroyed the market and cleaned up at the game awards so i i i'm still upset that grounded didn't win because i still feel like grounded deserved it i totally understand why the last of us part two got it and i totally support that they are deserving of it you know what? I could not have said that any better myself. Um, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Well put, Zar. All right. Uh, best action game. Okay. We wanted Doom Eternal. Um, and instead, it was given to Hades. Again, not that mad about it, but Hades did win a couple of... Well, actually, Hades only won one other award, which was uh, best indie game. Um, but Doom Eternal, I don't think they got anything. No, Doom did not. Doom got overshadowed again. Uh, it's such a this shame. This time, not by cute animals. Yeah, I genuinely think, like, Best Indie definitely deserved to go to Hades. But Best Action Game, I mean, Doom Eternal, I really felt like deserved that award, too. I know that upon release, it got overshadowed by a fucking animal walking simulator. But Doom, like, this would have been, like, the way to kind of give doom something for it's amazing team that made a truly special game and it got overshadowed but then again hades made a huge splash onto the scene too so i don't know how to feel about this one yeah it's it's very confusing i'm i'm in the same boat as you because on the one hand when you think action you think of the non-stop running and gunning that is doom meshed with metal music like that is action to me. Doom Eternal is literally used as the epitome for like why kids are turning violent. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like but on the other hand, you have an indie developed game that beat out AAA titles for this category. No matter how you feel, no matter how you voted, that's really cool. You know what? That's a fantastic point. So, yeah, uh best action went to Hades. I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. Okay, finally, best action adventure. We wanted this to go to Ghost of Sushi. And instead, it went to The Last of Us Part 2. I think I was making a case for The Last of Us Part 2 for this category. Um, And then I kind of capitulated to give Ghost of Tsushima a little bit more of the spotlight. Then again, I didn't anticipate that The Last of Us Part 2 was going to win this many awards. So I don't think any of us did. Yeah. So in hindsight, I would have rather had Ghost of Tsushima win this over The Last of Us Part 2 anyway. Um, but obviously, we did not get what we wanted here. The Last of Us Part 2 won Best Action Adventure. Um, again, not surprised. Not surprised, but slightly disappointed. Yeah, that's that's kind of everyday life, though. And finally, I was not, saying... Not surprised, but disappointed. <laughs> not, su- <laughs> not surprised, just disappointed. Um, and I left the best for last uh, game of the year. 
we wanted Final Fantasy VII Remake to get this guy, which honestly, in hindsight, was a stretch considering it was a remake. Um, instead, it went to The Last of Us Part Two. Which, after all of the times we've said The Last of Us Part Two in this episode, it's no surprise that it won Game of the Year. Which is ironic, right? Because even before The Last of Us Part Two, I was calling it, like, got released, I was calling it for Game of the Year. And yeah. then... And then it got released and I became a lot more skeptical of that happening. And then it won. Yeah. Should have kept faith. I should have. I should have kept faith. And it wasn't even that I didn't think the story in the game overall wasn't like wasn't worthy of game of the year. I thought that it was so shrouded in controversy from the fans and the community that quote unquote love The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. okay, dude, that there just wasn't a chance for it to win anymore. Um, And I was wrong. Yeah, apparently. So, so yeah, uh, game of the year went to The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'm still trying to let how I feel about the game awards here settle about everybody who won these categories, but I have a lot more good feeling than I do like anxiety towards how I feel about these categories. So, I guess I'm gonna have to let the game sink in just a little bit more before I'm like looking back on this day, like, yeah, The Last of Us Part Two should have won, or ah, maybe it should have been Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, we're still sorting out our feelings. <laughs> Like I want to, I want to think about this set of game awards the same way I think about it in 2018 when God of War won. You know where I'm like, yep, God of War deserved that hands down, no contest. And I think once we we get a little bit further out, we step back a little bit. I think more or less we'll we'll see that. Yeah, Last of Us Part Two really did hedge out the rest of the competition. All right. So that was where we were right and where we were wrong. Like we said, we voted in 22 categories and we're only half stupid. We got 11 right. Yeah. Yeah. We could have just flipped a coin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, obviously, the game awards aren't just about voting on which game deserves to be in which category. There were a ton of game announcements, too. In fact, there were there were lots of game announcements, weren't there? Yeah, there were a lot of really hype game announcements, some mediocre ones, as there always are. But damn, it was a good showcase. In fact, I put down uh, what we thought were the six biggest game announcements or game reveals or things along those categories. And actually, the very first thing that happened game wise, we Zach actually had an opportunity to talk about in the last episode. Smash character DLC announcement in Sephiroth. I got the fact that it was Sephiroth spoiled, but that did not stop the pure awe that was that trailer. Right, Zar? Oh, it was it was incredible. Just hearing the music, seeing Sephiroth enter the battlefield. Oh, it was crazy. And I what I think was the craziest is how early they showcased this. Yeah, like first absolutely. five to ten minutes into the Game Awards Smash character. God, I'm going to have to watch that trailer again when we're done recording this because, oh my God, it was so good. That trailer again. (laughs) Zach, look, Zach, who is a certified kind of Smash Bros expert, (laughs) said that is one of the best deal like character drops he's ever seen ever. And he's not wrong. It was stylized and it was beautiful. Um, There's not a whole lot else we can add to that that we didn't say in the last episode. Yeah, we kind of covered it mostly in the sec- or in the article. So what other games came out? Or oh, Zar, Zar, new Mass Effect? Oh, oh, I was so pumped about that. Oh, my God. You really were. And I didn't even know what was going on at first because, like, I'm still pretty new to trying to get into Mass Effect, but you were out of your seat right away. Yeah, I'm just on the edge of the couch, like, 
standing up, just like slapping my hands on the couch, just and I'm like, what? with excitement. What are we excited about? <laughs> and I see the broken chip of armor picked up and reveal in seven. And then I see one of the companions turn their head and I'm just like, oh my God. Your love interest in the last game, if I'm not mistaken, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I, I'm, I'm mad at myself because I cannot think of her name. Um, I am going to quickly research this so I don't look stupid. <laughs> she looks like Nebula from <laughs> from the Marvel Universe. That's what I like. Nebula? Oh, people just got so mad at me for saying that. <laughs> I hear you typing away. Uh, are you trying to get that name? Yep, yep. Okay, so Liara Tassoni is who... Liara Tassoni. Yep, she is the uh, blue girl. I And now I don't even remember what her alien race is. But that doesn't matter because I got her name. Um, I got her she phone turns number. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she turns her head, picks up the N7 broken chip of armor. So clearly they're searching for Shepard. Very cool. And I mean, this was the news that we were expecting after N7 day when, you know, we were actually speculating that we would get no new Mass Effect news for like years to come. And then we get this little teaser trailer. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. I am so excited for the future of Mass Effect. Now, not all of the game announcements were great right now. Obviously, a very, very profoundly important character to you got a little bit of a weird announcement in a game we kind of hate. I don't know if you heard about this, Master Chief in Fortnite. (laughs) You had to bring this up. I had to. I had to. Look, if my boy Kratos got ruined, I have to fuck with you too. Look what they did to our Look boys. What they did to our boys. Uh, they added insult to injury too when they dragged Rooster Teeth and the cast of Red versus Blue into it. Oh my God, that was so cringy. Oh, it was awful. When like, uh, look, it's you don't know about Ninja and Fortnite. I'm like, oh, my God, please stop doing this. Oh, my God, don't do this. <laughs> uh, red versus blue. What happened? They sold, sold out. I know they did. But to be fair, I don't blame I don't blame them. They probably got offered a fuck ton of money to do that. Well, yeah, but that's just because Fortnite wants to be everything else except for Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, yep. Uh, Fortnite got its claws in your boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't but watch hey. the trailer. But hey, after a little bit of gloom, you got a little bit more pep in um, Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. I did forget about that. That one I am really excited about because I am a huge Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell fan. And was a little bit more than disappointed when Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV series, ended after three seasons, uh, to which Bruce Campbell later tweeted saying that he is completely done, um, you know, being Ash on, on the TV screen and movie screen. However, Bruce Campbell is not done being Ash from the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. which leads us into the Evil Dead game that's coming out, which takes place in the Ash versus Evil Dead universe. All of his companions and all of the story from that looks like it's intermingled into this game. And it kind of looks like a Left 4 Dead style game. And I literally thought it was Left 4 Dead. 
yeah, it really did look like Left 4 Dead. And then I saw the cabin and I was like, JP, you know what this is? And you're like, no, I don't know what this fucking is. That's what it is. I'm like, no, this is the redefining of a horror genre. This just set the cornerstone for silly horror movies. I'm excited to give it a go. I mean, so pumped. Like there weren't very many moments where you and I were both on the same page for excitement, but like I was excited. You're excited made me excited because I do love a good zombie shooter. At first, you even alluded that it might be another dying light, which was quickly dismissed when we actually got into gameplay. But that got no, me that excited. was a different. That was a different zombie game. There was a couple zombie games that we saw. That was um... zombies aren't going away anytime soon, are they? Oh, God, no, not until they find a new monster, something that they can push around like vampires or mummies or something. All right. Now, something you and I were both excited for at the same time. Super Meat Boy Forever. Yeah, we haven't seen Super Meat Boy in a long time. And all of a sudden, here he was at the Game Awards. I actually I played Super Meat Boy on a complete whim. It was free on the PlayStation Store years ago, like five years ago. But I spent back on the PlayStation (laughs) three. Yeah, but I had a great time playing that game. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. But it's actually really fun and challenging, but still fun. I did not have a good time playing this game, but it was still fun. Rage quit. And that's just because it is incredibly rage inducing. It, you know what? I'll give that to you. But I kept my cool for most of Cuphead, so I can handle Super Meat Boy. Yeah, you're good at these games. I, I have lost many controllers to the drywall. Oh, damn you, drywall! <laughs> okay, now the last game announcement that was more comical than exciting: Vin Diesel and Ark. <laughs> you want to see Vin Diesel in the Crudes? Like I, <laughs> the Crudes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> We were waiting for good old Vin Diesel to say something because we're just like looking back and forth at each other. We're like, that's fucking Vin Diesel. There's no way that's not Vin Diesel. Is that that Vin Diesel? (laughs) And then he talks. I'm like, yep, that's Vin Diesel. (laughs) We live in an era where actors are becoming more and more prominently video game actors. Take our boy Keanu Reeves coming into cyberpunk. Vin Diesel entering the ring. I'm excited for that. (laughs) The motherfucking pacifier himself. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Vin Diesel and Ark. And uh, there were a ton of other... That was actually a really cool announcement too because it wasn't just the new Ark game, which is Ark 2. Um... Not even really going to go into what ARC is because that's a whole other spiel. But they also announced an animated TV series for ARC at the same time. Yeah, that's right. And it's got such voice actors as Vin Diesel and Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, really? Yeah, somehow Gerard Butler made it into this animated video game TV show. Okay, we've got a show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's, it's completely anime. Um, but looks phenomenal and it looks really bloody too. I can't wait. I can't wait to check that out. Sounds like it's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. But speaking of actor cameos. Yeah, we had a ton. We had a ton of cameos. Um, so there were, there must've been like 20 different people. To be honest, I didn't know everybody, but I do know who I was the most excited to see. So let's run down that list. Well, and it was really cool how they did the cameos because for every year at the game awards they get a developer or like 
some really notable figurehead that announces each category. And they did that same thing during this game award, but everybody was over Zoom. Yeah, although we did have the overall host of Jeff Keighley, who killed it. He did a wonderful job. He always does. Does every year. He's I, I like him. I like him. He seems like a really humble guy. He seems to really enjoy what he does. One of the most. The hell uh, does he do the rest of the year? though? <laughs> te- technically, his title is gaming journalist, ah. but he's like he's like the name in game journalism. Like he's made a huge splash for himself. He's very big in the industry. And like but I mean, like uh, as opposed to other people who I think kind of have a little bit of, ooh, I'm a game journalist. He really seems like a nice, humble guy. Um, constantly talks to people in the industry. I like him a lot, and he did a really good job of hosting. Oh, yeah, as he does every year. Okay, a few of the biggest cameos. Um, let's start with our boy Jack Septicai. Oh, yeah. Uh, not much to say here. Jack is no stranger. His actual name is Sean. Sean's no stranger to showing up at events like this. Um, what were you saying earlier about, like, something about the audio and video quality? Yeah, it was it was really weird. Because since everything was done through Zoom, everybody was on their computers, but nobody used proper audio equipment. Everybody just... Oh my God! Yeah, everybody sounded like they were coming in from their laptop speakers and they were using their laptop webcams. Yeah, you're totally right. I noticed that. Jack and one other notable celebrity who we'll talk about in a bit, uh, they were the only people who had more like anything close to crisp audio which was just absolutely stunning how do we have a roster full of people that are known for being in the audio video gaming industry have literally the worst webcam and audio setups i've seen in my entire life right and okay i'm not not to take shots at any creators everybody is phenomenal at what they do but but as a comparison Jack Septicai talked later in the in the ceremony and was crisp. His uh, video was amazing. Everything was perfect. It was like watching his YouTube videos as it should be. Then earlier in the awards ceremony, we see Dr. Lupo oh. and his audio and video was shit. He does the exact same thing as Jack Septicai, yet he came in choppy. His visual was just glitchy. It was it was not pretty. I totally agree. And I mean, that standard, you think, you know, everybody or at least the people who are content creators would have secured their audio equipment. You are you're 100 percent right. I mean, these are like we said, people in the industry, they've been doing this for a while. They know what should look and sound good. And you know what? Honestly, I hate to say it, but I think one of the biggest examples of that was um I think it was our boy uh tom holland he was one of the biggest cameos on the show and he had the same issues where he was just coming in through a pretty not good webcam i think the funniest cameo that had terrible audio was none other than the man the myth the legend reggie fils oh my god his video stream he was wore a gaming headset with a mic but i don't think that headset was attached to anything <laughs> No, I totally think you're right, or at least the mic wasn't, because he had a mic, but it still sounded like it was using the, like, awful computer microphone. Yeah, I think he was recording from his laptop, but he thought he was going through his headset. (laughs) Like, oh no, Reggie! Not legendary. Oh, 
All right. So obviously the audio and video quality for everybody. Like, look, I get it. We're doing the best that we can in the middle of the COVID crisis. And for what it's worth for these people to make an appearance at all and to make the event as special as they can when they can't even come in. Like, I appreciate that. And I think they did a good job for what they had. But absolutely, just just something to mark down. Yeah, just just something that kind of irked us a little bit. So we've referenced Jacksepticeye, Tom Holland, uh, Reggie fils the man himself, hashtag legendary. Legendary. uh, Obligatory. We had Keanu Reeves and uh, didn't say he didn't stay for long. None of these people did, but it was so cool to see him because I feel like he really appreciates being a part of the gaming community now. I think he does too. And I, I guess back to the audio thing, his audio was good uh, as well, but I think that was pre-recorded because he was just sitting in a chair. Like it looked like it was in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I guess pre-recorded was the way to go for audio. <laughs> um, a couple other people, uh, Troy Baker was there. That was cool. Oh yeah. Uh, Brie Larson. It was kind of cool to see her, but I don't really know what she was doing there. Yeah, that was, like, was yeah. Eh. Okay, my favorite, my absolute favorite cameo. I'm huge into punk music, into grunge music. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. He yeah. has seen the song that was featured in The Last of Us Part Two. I didn't even know that he was the one who wrote that song. And that's only because Joel was the one singing it. Oh my God. I Which is amazing. I love Eddie we Vedder. We saw Joel. We did. Yeah, he made an appearance too. The actor who voiced Joel. Uh, He didn't look anything like what I thought he would look like. I don't remember his name, but I remember he was like a hipster looking guy. Yeah, he was. I was like, (laughs) wow, I did not see that coming. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. So, yeah, Eddie Vedder came in and sang the song featured in The Last of Us Part Two, my favorite cameo. But I know it wasn't your favorite cameo because we had one more big name that really. Well, we had lots of big names, but your favorite cameo is who I wanted to talk about next. Yes. The other person who had the best audio quality, none other than the notable Swedish chef from the Muppets. So how did having the Muppets featured in the Game Awards come about? I, I don't know, but it seems like the Muppets always kind of pop up at the Game Awards. They absolutely do. But like, why Swedish Chef? Well, apparently just because he's now in Overcooked too. that diner Ooh, game. I love Overcooked. That was one of the first games I bought for this PC. You know, the super expensive PC that I bought and put together. The first game I played on it was Overcooked too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck graphics. <laughs> uh, so there were a ton of great cameos in there. Those were just some of our favorites. Um, anybody you wanted to add that I forgot about? Um, I thought Valkyrie did a good job. She, absolutely. Absolutely. She won, she won uh, content creator of the year and her audio was great too. She was using um good microphone and I was really surprised about her setup because um, like you had Jacksepticeye and most of the other people who were in like recording studios that they would do their YouTube videos in. Yeah. Valkyrie was just in her living room and sounded crisp. Uh, that Dude, streamers, YouTubers, they know what's up. They have perfected the art of getting the audio quality that they want. Um, and yeah, I think that's about all the cameos I can think of. Uh, Gal Gadot was there. Again, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know why, but she was she was there. You know who wasn't there? Who's that? Grimes. 
Where's Grimes? Grimes. Where's Elon Musk? Where's Grimes? I want Grimes. <laughs> I had a little viewing party of last year's Game Awards at my house, and Grimes came to sing a song. I was like, oh my God, this is hype as hell. Grimes? <laughs> and uh, that's uh, we have that ongoing joke now. Grimes? Is Grimes here? Grimes. Where's Grimes? <laughs> Grimes. All right, so we've gone over everything. Our predictions, where we were right and wrong, the biggest game announcements, uh, the biggest cameos, and now it's just time to talk about the event itself. So, obviously, with how COVID's been impacting the world, it was kind of weird having an event where there was no people in the audience, uh, where none of the creators could accept the awards in person. But I still think that despite all that, we got something special out of the Game Awards. What do you think, Zar? We really did. Um, and I mean, that's that's all what it comes down to is it's COVID year and we're all making do with what we can. And we still got our game awards. And that that is awesome. It wasn't as it really wasn't as flashy as it has been in years past. But that's because there was one person in the studio. <laughs> yep. Yep, but it was still right. very cool. Everybody in the gaming community was brought together. Everybody was watching this and it just it went off really well. Um, and I'm also really tickled to realize that my swim swims are superior because I'm a gamer. Oh, my God. What was with that ad? <laughs> I don't know. To be, to be my fair, swim swims are great. I know that they did it ironically. It was actually a pretty funny commercial. Like as a gamer, you know that you have superior genes. I was like, that is hysterical. <laughs> just people like getting their blood drawn and like weird clones being made. And then there's just this guy who's sitting and like, I think he's got his shirt off and he's like, my swim swims are superior. <laughs> <laughs> yes, buddy. Your swim swim sure are. <laughs> so I felt I feel like the gaming awards are usually pretty unbalanced between like game announcements and like the actual like giving time to go over the awards and like giving, you know, like a little time of the creator and the winners of these awards, like a little time to speak. I feel like it's always been a little unbalanced and I didn't think this particular event was an exception to that rule. What do you think? No, it, it's pretty much standard as as it has been. You know, people accept the article or accept the award and then they go on a a spiel a bit for it, but I think it was really kept concise this year. Um, it really felt like the game awards moved a lot quicker yeah. than the years past. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really did. It still kept the same heart that you've come to expect from the game awards. It, it had a lot of meaning. It had a lot of impact. A lot of the ads were like for the better. It was gamers coming together in times of pandemic um, just sharing the love, sharing all things games. And I actually mentioned this before when we were talking about the Among Us team, but I, you know, it's really refreshing when you see these AAA creators, not to say that, uh, you know, they were like, yeah, I thought I'd win this award. They didn't necessarily have that. Like when The Last of Us 2 won half of the awards, the guy still seemed humble about it. But Except towards the end when he just like kind of had that casual look like, yep, I'm just swimming in trophies. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with you on that. But the Among Us team, like these smaller teams, like like I said, the girl 
on the team was like crying. She seemed just so unbelievably ecstatic and excited to be in that moment. Uh, that's my, cause that's my favorite part about watching these events are like being able to really give credit where it's due to the people who work so hard on these games that we enjoy and take for granted sometimes. Uh, I, it was a humbling experience. I really enjoyed watching them accept their award. Absolutely. Overall, this event went off perfectly and I am so happy to be a part of the gaming community. It, it, it's a great it's always it's been a great time to be a gamer for a while. I know that 2020 has been so shitty in almost every other aspect of all of our lives, but gaming stepped up and I know partially because they saw an opportunity. But really, I mean, like the developers who have been forced to work from home to work on these projects that they've been working so hard for. It's a great time to be a gamer. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it was very clear that this whole event had a lot of heart and a lot of soul and every emotion was real. I think that's it, man. I, another game awards in the history books. Very. Uh, thanks for letting me come over and watch it with you. It, it, it's always more fun to watch it with friends. I agree. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I can't wait until we see next year's Game Awards, and I can't wait until the Game Tea podcast reports on next year's Game Awards. Oh, yeah. 2021 is going to be just a big celebration because we should hopefully be done with the coronavirus since then. So every event's going to go hard. You know every event's going to go hard. Not only that, but all of the next-gen consoles will be a year out, and they'll have a year's worth of games. So next year's Game Awards could be pretty huge pretty good point very good point all right man um i think that's it nice work on getting those predictions we uh we had a great time talking about the game awards i had a great time watching them i think it's time to put this one behind us so uh with that being said thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the game tea podcast we'll see you in the next episode you just got your game tea bye god damn it If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.